It's the one place in all of the internet where you'll find four guys talking pro wrestling way too seriously. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster, Brandon Linton, and WWE superstar AJ Francis. This is Jobbing Out. What's up? What's up? What's up? Oh boy. Uh, oh, I didn't mean to do that. That was a bit much. Welcome in. <laughs> Episode number two in honor of there being two things that happen related to women that Brandon is really hoping could end up salvaging his thoughts about the women's division um, on Monday night. Uh, it is jobbing out. Glenn Clark. Aaron Oster, the Baltimore Sun, Brandon Linton from Ramshead Live. Coming up a little bit later on in the program, Sammy Callahan from uh, Impact is going to join us. Slammiversary is Saturday night. Aaron will tell us more about that later on in the show. He, Aaron, let me get this right. I remember the Rebellion match. He and Ken Shamrock were literally attempting to murder each other. Am I not? Am I, I'm right about that, correct? Yeah, be- between the match and the lead up to the match. Yeah. Yeah. And now they're tagging together to face the North for the tag belts. You gotta love wrestling, don't you? <laughs> Professional wrestling is amazing. Professional wrestling is such an amazing thing. We'll talk to Sammy about that later on in the program. Um, look, <laughs> I, I kind of dunked on Brandon a little bit on Friday night while I was watching SmackDown <laughs> because... We hadn't. I hadn't posted um, the show. We, if you missed it, we had a fucking incredible conversation with Jonathan Coachman last week. I mean, he killed. He it was, was great. He I, was, I wasn't there for it, but it was great. Yeah, n- nicely done on that one. Brandon just plum <laughs> forgot. <laughs> like, yeah, sorry. The, the way that it works is uh, typically we've been recording the shows on Thursdays, but I told the boys, like, hey, I talked to Coach. He needs to do Friday at 1 o'clock, so I'll wait until we do that in, to put the show up. So we finished recording the rest of the show on Thursday, and you know we said, "All right, we'll talk tomorrow at one o'clock." And then at like twelve fifty-five, I'm like, "Boys, <laughs> like, what's going on? Where's Brandon?" And it was a bummer because my God, he killed man. Like he was, he was a, yeah, he was awesome, dude. He was telling some stories. Um, like he had no problem dipping his toes into wherever we wanted to go. It like if you missed last week with Coach, I would encourage you to go back and listen now because he was a phenomenal guest and. As he offered to come on more often, I promise you we will take him up on that because mm-hmm. Lord knows how many stories that dude has to tell that are waiting. Uh, did, Aaron, did you ever go back and look up to see if he had told some of those stories before? I had, I had never. He had talked about some of the stuff, the you know, the stuff in um, Afghanistan and for the troops. I didn't see him at all saying the uh the thing where he had been punished by getting attacked by undertaker and batista and everybody that, that, that was a wild story right? although and, i've heard similar stories by other people sure of course, yes of course, yeah not him specifically course. though and that, it, that happened to particularly michael cole i believe and i think the michael cole one was like eight people giving them his fin- their finisher so, yeah, I had heard Cole do that. So, like, Coach was like, what was it, Batista and Undertaker? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Michael Coles was like, it was like fifth. It was like eight. Every guys. every face in the company, basically. Right, right, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I had a moment because, like, I'm enjoying the conversation so much. Like, it was so, dude. 
you know, every guest is different. We've had a lot of great guests, and, and we have guests that, like, are unexpectedly great sometimes, right? Like, I think one of the best this year was Pineapple Pete, and I, I was looking forward to Pineapple Pete, but, like, legitimately, we could have just done that for an hour and just kept letting him talk. He was amazing, right? Um, Coach, I knew I was looking forward to, but he was so into it, and he was killing, and I was enjoying it so much, and then I had somebody bring this up to me. After he told the story, I had that – it was a kind of an awkward reaction for me where I was like, wow, this is an amazing story. But also, like, in 2020, it's a really fucking shitty story now, right? Yeah. Like, where where that's not okay. And him talking about, like, crying back at the – I'm like – Yeah. Oh. I, I, as someone on the outside looking in, listening to it, I started to feel like – and I don't know if you took me up on watching the Undertaker documentary. I have, I have not this week. yet, but I'm not saying I won't. I just have. But there's there's a conversation about that that's very similar, where it's like, "Ooh, are we okay? This happened, and we're talking about it in sort of a nostalgic way, but right. it's something real bad." Yeah, it's really fucked up. And clearly, in the moment, he knew how fucked up it was. Right? Like in the moment, he was not. You know, he it messed him up a little bit, um, and so it's it's definitely not something to be celebrated. It's still an amazing story. Um, it's just that those are the stories that I think like ten years ago, or even maybe even five or six years ago, we would hear and we would kind of, we would laugh about, right? Like we would genuinely laugh about, like, hey, that's part of wrestling. That's the way it works. And now I'd like to hope that we've come to a place where we realize, like, no, that that has no business. Glenn, Glenn essentially what this is the same thing as is if you were calling a football game and they didn't like something you said and they had like, you know, right. Uh, yeah. Ray Lewis come Ray Lewis yeah, slam right. you into the field after. the game. Right. <laughs> correct. Correct. Not OK. Well, and especially when you're considering that even though and I had I had looked this up and towards the end of it. Cole had over 50 televised matches, or not necessarily televised, oh, but over mean, 50 matches in WWE, but he's not a professional wrestler. Right. And you mean, coach, you mean, right. Yeah. 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 Both of them. Yeah. And, and, here's, and here's the other thing. It would all, to add to it, to give someone context as to, because like, I think, Glenn, you admitted, we all would say five or six years ago that the, that story was funny. Yes. Or like, you know, we wouldn't have even thought well, about it. it. But it if, was just even part at of, that time, yeah. if you put it in this context of, okay, Ray Lewis is going to slam you into a goalpost. Plus, if you try to run away and not do it, you're going to be fired. Yep. That's the other yep. connotation added to it. If he didn't stand there and let them do it, guaranteed he ha- his job would have had repercussions. No question. Or repercussions against him, costing him his job or something. No question. No, you're absolutely right, dude. And again, we, we, have, we have the responsibility. And I... I regret this because we recorded the entire show. We just inserted the interview. We didn't really have the opportunity to react to it, and that's part of the reason why I wanted to do it this week. Um, that that it probably sounded because we really were. We were genuinely having such a good time talking to Coach because it was awesome, and this is part of the, the reason why we do the show is because there are moments where we just have great joy having these conversations. And he was such a great guest, and who doesn't like Jonathan Coachman, right? Like Jonathan Coachman's awesome. So we were having such a good time that I don't know that we reacted appropriately to what was actually being said. And I, and I don't want that to be like a reflection of us or us thinking that it's okay or like, wow, that's, it was more, 
our reaction was we were having a great time talking to Jonathan Coachman. Like, that's what was going on, is we were just so in to the conversation that we probably didn't react appropriately to the story that he was actually telling, um, where he admitted, like, I, dude, I was crying afterwards. Like, you know, it's, it's fucked up. It doesn't change anything. It's fucked up. It's unacceptable. But I just wanted to do that, and I wanted to handle that. But if you missed it, it's still an amazing conversation. It really was an incredible conversation. Appreciate Coach taking the time for us. And as I said, we will definitely have him on again. All right, uh, now, going back to where I started, <laughs> just, <laughs> just hours after I posted the show. So I was so pissed when I saw this <laughs> fucking segment. So just hours after we had had this conversation where I was rehashing the things that Brandon had said in the aftermath of uh, Becky Lynch and him still holding on to hopes that something big is coming. Hey, something came. On Friday night... <laughs> We got that. You got to give credit to Brandon. We saw it. Big women's segment. The one. <laughs> the one Let's we call it a lengthy segment, not a big unprecedented segment. Unprecedented segment in the history of women's wrestling. <laughs> I, I, I was dying. Like, I was dying. Yeah, me too for, for different reasons. I mean, right. I was dying because it was hilarious. A different kind of dying. It was hilarious to me after... Like nobody, you know, people had just heard the conversation that we had had because the show didn't go up until about two o'clock on Friday. <laughs> so this is the first thing they see after Brandon talks about something big coming to the women's. And then, so so then Saturday, I was sitting there yeah. thinking, like, I'm gonna write this like funny, like ramble at the begin for the beginning of the show that basically is like, hi. My name is Brandon Linton. I'm wrong about everything in the history of wrestling. You know, I was going to go on this whole little apology tour. And then Monday happened. And, and look, um, as I, um, if, you had, if you made me have to bet, we'll talk more about it. If I had to bet about what happened on Monday, I'll bet it, it's not much of anything. I'm just going to be honest with you. I, you're really wrong about that. No, you have no idea. You don't have a clue about that. No, there's that. one you're thing hoping. I'm pretty sure you're about. hoping. The um, one thing I think you're right about. The other one I think I'm right about. Uh, I, I have no idea. I hope, and to be clear, I hope I'm wrong about all of it. Like, uh, the idea, I want Shayna Baszler and Bianca Belair to be very significant women's performers for some time. Um, one you, will and one well, the you're, jury you're, is out. You're betting on Baszler being the one and Bianca yes. Belair not being the one. And I understand that. But we still the, have... The the question is, though, is the, you know, how significant is significant? Is this, she's going to have a title shot at SummerSlam and then... Fade, right? No, I think, I think she. I think she wins it. I, um, I'm pretty then sure. Then why hasn't she been around? Yeah, that, for and that's months. that's a really because tough. of the Becky issue that through everything. Becky has here. not been around yeah, in that, two months. That doesn't. Work. No, no, no. I think that Becky caused a reset, and then they had to figure out whatever plan they had. They couldn't do anymore because it involved Becky. So they had her sit at home until they could figure it all out. As, that, as my guess. That doesn't make sense. That's stupid. That's because they on the the show that she that Becky. Re, we also know, don't know if she had COVID nineteen. Like we and, don't. Know and that. that's no, but that's but we've had enough. Reports, right, we've had enough reports, reports that would say that's not the case. The re, we've got multiple reports that be, that Shayna Baszler was available and that Vince McMahon simply didn't like her. Um, like, and again, she was on main event. What, a couple what times changed too. Monday then? And that's the question. Well, here's what changed Monday. They they might have gotten the official word that Charlotte will not be available for SummerSlam. And that's possible. It's possible that 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 forced a hand and said we've got to be we've got to be more creative. We've got to come up with something else. Um, and this is the way things will go. I I don't know. I don't know if that's what happened on Monday. And it might very well be that someone finally won out with Vince McMahon 
Bruce Pritchard said, look, you know, like you, you've you got to be willing to reconsider this. Or it might be nothing more than sort of a trial run. Now, if I had to guess as well, the way that you would introduce Shayna Baszler doing that, you better hope this is not just a let's stick this out there and see what happens. But to say that it's definitely going to be more than what it was for Lacey Evans, I, I, can't, I can't join you there. I can't join you in anointing Shayna Baszler as now being a top star until I see it. I hope that I see it because Shayna Baszler is good. She's a, she's a great badass character, and she should be used as a great badass character. And so I hope that's the case moving forward. The, the timing of what was done... I get what you're saying, but there's no way that she's not in the title match at SummerSlam. Now, past that, I get, I get it. I, I mean, Natalia was in the title match at SummerSlam last summer, and then she wasn't. I mean, we just literally had yeah, but Natalia, but Natalia, that's Natalia's Dolph Ziggler. You know what I mean? Like the, Natalia. But, but that's is the my point that is that I, I think Shayna is very. There is a very plausible scenario where Shayna is relevant for the next month and then not relevant sure, again. Sure, 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 sure. And that the that's the part where the jury's out. The part where the jury's not out is she is a hundred percent, barring injury, in the title match at SummerSlam. I would because yes. because I, this is the appearance the week before the pay per view. The match with Oscar happens Sunday, and then Monday or Sunday the angle will begin. Agreed. I mean that was the timing of all of this, right? Agreed, one hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, I I definitely agree with it. I mean, I I do. I completely agree. I'm still not. Uh, By the way, the horsewomen are also fighting on uh, social media, and I don't know if there's anything to that or not. But I know that not all of them can do things. I'm just saying that there are there's a renewed social media bickering going on between Sasha Bailey and Shayna Baszler and. That doesn't, so that's that doesn't make as much too. sense if we're assuming that they're positioning Sasha versus Bailey for SummerSlam. Like that doesn't that doesn't really make a whole. No, lot of I mean I don't know what to make of it. I'm just saying that sense. there is some. Yeah. That to me, I I read I always read it because Bailey has been going after everybody on Twitter. Yeah. So yeah. so I kind of just read it simply as that. That's totally possible. That's totally. Or if possible. they, or if they know Charlotte will be ready and she's going to be involved somehow too. It I sounds mean, like I she's going to be out for a while. Did you read her tweets this week? I did, and I, I mean that to that... me. I mean, it, it sounds like a like she said she's going to be out for a while. She's going to make sure everything gets fixed here. This is going to be. I mean, she basically made it say sound like I rushed back last time this happened, and last time it happened, I believe it was a two to three month absence. And she said it's going to be longer this time. And so. that's fine. She should absolutely do that because yes. she'll win 500 titles the second she comes back. So, you know. There's, yeah. Oh, no, I'm not criticizing. Right. I'm just saying, like, the yes. idea. I, I, right. I don't think Charlotte is in the picture until 2021, probably. And so the other, you know, the other danger to the argument, right, is that they insert Shayna Baszler, but she's, she's and, and maybe let's just even say that they let her win a title and they let her, but it's the same overall problem that we're talking about is that they're isolating stars and not giving a shit about everybody else. It's well, and that's a problem on the other show too. But yeah, like uh, it's, every it's, every show it's a problem. It's right the now. same problem. It's just that because yeah. they don't have Charlotte Flair, they need to put somebody else into that like role of a very small amount of performers that are stars. And I and I, I don't know either way. Look, I hope that Shayna Baszler, in fairness, Shayna Baszler is almost forty years old, right? So I don't. I don't know that there's a six-year window here for Shayna Baszler. Like, I, no, I, the time is now. Right, I don't know. But did you did you have a tweet 
like ready to hit send uh, when you thought that she was going to beat our truth for the twenty four seven title? Like, did you have a tweet? No, like, I. You know, on me more. No, I. Like? I didn't. I didn't. And I'm. <laughs> I'm in a weird place as to, like, I am still a little confused. Because I was very concerned that that's what that was oh, going to be. I was. I was. My bigger concern. Well, I say concern, but it could have been amazing, but well, not I, how I Shana, liked it too. But I was. But, but well, my my thought was, oh God, could they be doing an R Truth Shayna buddy cop thing? Oh, I'd love that. Yeah, I don't. I love it, but it's not how Shayna should be used. No, it's I don't, not I don't, what's best for her. Right. But I, I, yes. I will tell you that here. Well, here's where I might disagree. It could be the Daniel Bryan thing too, right? Where he kind of needed that to to bring out his personality. Like maybe she needs something like that to bring out some more personality you know she's I mean, showing personality i think she's though, fine like, no no no. I'm, I'm just saying we i think she's great the way she let's is not but forget, i think like could she, she be a greatness that we don't know she attempted she to eat someone like yeah, yeah you know yeah. like let's yeah. not forget that's part of the story look i, I had a couple well, of thoughts they might want us to forget that's part oh of i'm the sure story. that's part of it i still think it was strange like it, it was it was cool but it was strange right like it was a strange way of doing this this was a very convoluted way of of how we're going to introduce Shayna Baszler, which confuses me on, on multiple levels, and I'm I, I can't hide from that. There is a part of me that actually thinks it made it look worse that, given the setup, she didn't just go ahead and win the twenty four seven championship, or like, at least beat up our truth. Like like why not? Like why right. why did you care? Because I mean, if if anything, it puts her on a level where all these other people, you know. Bobby Lashley could have easily won the twenty four seven title multiple times. Let's and just chose say not to. six times. <laughs> yeah, but he chose not to because he's above the twenty four seven. So you can make the case that it puts Shayna on that level. Um, I, yeah, that's a weird thing for me. Then, then why were you there, right? Like, like the it caused yeah, a disruption. It, uh, like, but, per but, her but only promo. so much. Do, of do a you want to know the honest reason? Why? Because doing that is more relevant than beating up on Ruby Riot, well, and, or who, and, and, and because the yeah. rest of the women's division doesn't matter. And that's part of the problem. I don't disagree with that. That's part well, of the problem. I, I disagree with that because that's what she's going to be doing for the next month or two. Well, when she know? came back, the more impactful way is to interrupt our truth than but, to interrupt Ruby Riot. But I, well, the I, more the more impactful way is for her to ragdoll three dudes. I agree I mean, with that. But but again, yes. Yeah, Truth be, should have been ragdolled. And that's part of it. Like, if, if that's yes. your argument, if your argument is this is only about disruption, then you have to disrupt everything. Like, you can't well, come I'll in t- and... I'll tell you what they screwed up. They couldn't do it because he was fighting Randy Orton later in the show. That was part of it, too. And that's, could... that's what makes all of this so strange. Like, it's, yeah, it's yeah. all very strange, the way they went about doing it, which also leads into the, I'm still not really sure what this is. Like, I will give them credit for something. And I don't know if it was on purpose or if it's an accident. If the purpose was because they want to create some doubt in our minds whether she's a heel or face, I will buy that argument. I know you're going to say about her biting Becky, but let's let's say for the sake of argument, this is a refresh and they don't want us to remember that. If that moment of looking at him and not attacking him was for us to kind of be like, okay, what's her deal? I'm okay with that. I think that's a relevant reason to do that. Then what's her path? If she's not a heel, I think we're supposed to wonder that. I think I, I think she but ultimately our, is, but I think I think maybe this is a beat for us to be like, we want to know more about what her deal is. We want to know more about her ambiguous promo that she 
put out there. Let's tune in next week to see what she well, does. And, and I mean, we be, have to remember that, like, like the, even though we're past all of that and we're jaded, like, I think there are people that will bite on that. Well, that it smells to me more like you're trying to make a Ronda Rousey, frankly. Like, that really is of what, course. what it smells like. Well, of course like, that's what they're going to do. Which is, we yeah. ju- and, and, and I've talked about this before, like, there is a difference between a badass and a heel. Like, that's they have made that very clear. And it smells like this is your way of being a badass, which is... Yeah. We're okay if people like her. Like, that's okay if that's the case. We're not telling you she's a face. We're saying if you want to like her, that's cool because we want her to be a badass. That's what we want. We just want her to be an unquestionable badass type of character, probably in large part because we don't have a Ronda Rousey at the moment, and we don't have a Becky Lynch. We don't have badasses in the division at the moment. I also it's like them leaving the a little being... ambiguity in there of like, what is what is she going to do? What is, I mean, I think I know, but it's fine to not do it yet. She doesn't have to come out and bite someone. Yeah, I mean, I think that clearly was the wrong way to, <laughs> to introduce her. But I, I don't know that specifically beating up, you know, like ragdolling R-Truth to definitely, you know, I get that we all love R-Truth, but like you're being... You're being indiscriminate, right? Like you're not you're not saying I mean uh, they're not having faces beat up our truth right now. I mean they they clearly know. They're using him in a very deliberate while, way. While I understand that if to if, make people more healing. If you beat up everybody. I'm not sure that Especially that Especially imme- if you're a woman beating up a man. Yeah, I'm not but sure I that think that that's why they liked her beating up guys with masks on cuz notice she didn't beat up Tazawa. Right. She beat up everybody that you didn't know who they were. So that was a more badassery thing that's not you can't attribute like or dislike to the people that she beat up cuz you don't know who any of them are. There's one I- final element of it for me which is in a small way if you're going to do this I'll go back to the conversation we've had a million times. I wish you were doing this because you were willing to start reconsidering intergender stuff. I, I don't, I don't like. I don't think that's off the table. To be honest with you, maybe, but we've. I mean, we were convinced of that with Nia Jax. Like, I'm not convinced. I'm just saying I don't think it's off the table. Well, I hear you, but I'm saying we were convinced of that with Nia Jax. Like we were planning. Oh, we yeah. Were, well, we, she li- they literally put her in the Rumble and had I mean, her take RKOs and yes, like we the, yeah. the plans were and look, all of the conversation was that it was building to an intergender match and it it just never happened. Be- Becky um, took that uh, end of days from Corbin last year. I, I that's true. I wish that and, and and my God, maybe. But if there was ever a time to consider something, man, like if there was ever a time to think about it, when you are recording the worst rating in the history of WWE Raw, and I get it, like it's this. I'm taking a very simplistic look at things. If there was ever a time to consider it. This would be a hell of a time to consider it. Now, what I'm asking for is for a reimagining of a women's division that, frankly, doesn't really exist. Um, like that, it, and, and that's the conversation we've had for the better part of three years, is that while they've been patting themselves on the back for the women's you know, rev- revolution, it never actually occurred. They, Did you see my tweet? What? About that, this is the five years of the women's evolution. I essentially tweeted, great, because it was like, celebrate by watching this video or whatever. And I said, great, how about we celebrate by putting, and I tagged about seven women that yeah, aren't right. doing anything. Right. Like, how about we actually have Into a relevant storylines. 100%. <laughs> like, how about we actually have a women's division? Like, that would be yeah. wonderful. We don't. We still don't to this day. And it's comical that they've been given credit or taking credit or whatever um, because it's they are the problem. The problem is there's not a division. There's just... 
some top women stars and nothing else. That's it. It's it completely falls off from there. So I'm I'm looking to reimagine things so that some women are doing something, some women are doing other things. You know, there's a whole division of people doing things, and intergender wrestling would help with that. It would help with that problem. So I'm I'm probably yelling into the abyss because I see no reason to think that it's coming, but I wish that was the case. Um, do you want to do picks now and then talk about NXT and AEW later, or do you want to do NXT AEW now and then we'll do picks later? Let's do NXT and AEW now. Okay. Um, start. Uh, let's start AEW. Um, Can I just start out by saying overall that this week was probably my least favorite week of both shows, probably in a long, probably in two months. It, it just, they were fine shows. There was nothing super exciting. And, and, uh, I don't know if you guys feel the same way, but there are some very specific things that I want to talk about too. I liked AEW because I thought that it really pushed some story, pr- primarily what they did with Kenny. I was impressed with. Yeah. I think there's finally something there. And because of that, I'm not nearly as and between that and the FTR Lucha Brothers match, like I can't be better of the two shows by a lot in my opinion. Boy, you might be right about that, but I got to measure that against another wasted Cody thing to start the show. Well, no, but that that's that's a separate show. I mean, it's (laughs) It's the Cody show, and then it's AEW show for the rest of the show. I I, honestly have gotten to the point where I feel like that's the case. I mean, I I I respect the fact that you can do that, and I think we'd all be better to be able to do it. But I I can't, I can't. It's so bad, I can't. There's something else really bad. Well, it was the we have to call it like it was the the Jericho thing was embarrassing. That was that was it was so embarrassing, particularly embarrassing that your owner tweeted the same shit. Three or four days prior, well, so essentially been, Jericho Jer- is. No, no, this is the Vince McMahon thing that everybody I, hates. No, I disagree with that because Jericho was the first person that tweeted about it. Like he literally tweeted I about it. Tony Khan tweeted about it. I, I think Khan Khan was first. Maybe he yeah. got it Con, first. Khan was first. While, but Jericho's been tweeting a lot about no, demo. Tony Khan had like a nine tweet storm about this and well, i thought that was here's the problem if we're trying to make him out to be tony khan is not an asshole then you can't have jericho be the one to say it because right. jericho is an well, asshole but, but I, I i jericho really has been tweeting a lot about demo right and that yes. that's gone back before last week and before um i don't even remember which what the fuck they call it fighter fest um jericho's tweeted a lot about demo so i don't i don't i can't give you that it's the direct thing that you're talking about it i don't care it, it's that's that certainly is the one that d- creates the the creative Tony Khan from all people that you talk to he is the driving force with Cody and with whoever sure. of the, no, no, no. Of the creative. there's no question about that either you're right about that 100 I think he told them to say that because this I, is the, I don't literally two days before I if, if the words that came out of his mouth were almost word for word the tweets that Tony well, Khan sent Maj- but Jericho Jericho did tweet that legitimately, as well I, I, from he, what we also from what we understand while Khan has as that creative control Jericho is doing yeah I'd be stunned promos, if that so. was the case and Jericho I, Jericho tweeted about it literally the moment the ratings came out last week like the yeah. m- the moment last Thursday the ratings came out Jericho was tweeting about demo 
Um, and and I, whatever, I don't really care about that topic. What I what I care either way, they're on the same page and they're both wrong. N- n- well, I don't know if they're wrong. I disagree with that. It is really important that, that how you do in the demo. That is really important. No, I'm saying to put it on the fucking I, that show. Part, that part was and and to be parroting all over Twitter like idiots. I mean, a, I, I, a, they both came off very low rent to me. It's it's a waste. Now, I don't care about what you do on Twitter. I don't. I really don't care what you do about on Twitter. And I think that we've all accepted that Jericho is a different persona. Um, and I think he can do things specifically on Twitter that he wouldn't do in character. And I think that's why it bothered us so much that this character should not be trying to explain anything. It's, it was a waste. It was a waste. The, now, the, the funny thing is that if he's trying to be low rent, if that's part of the I'm a dick, I'm going to be low rent, I'm going to be this guy, it almost worked. Like you can make an argument for it. But then again, it just says that if you're going to then turn around and do this out of character, then you're low rent for it. So right. I don't think that's quite what they were going for. Right, it doesn't work. You're right about that. Um, look, I actually loved uh, the the orange juice thing. I actually thought that was great. I don't care. Yeah, that was good. I thought that was great, but I, I almost couldn't see past how bad the, the, I, that, that Chris Jericho should not be doing that on television. Like that's not Chris Jericho. Not this character, not the Judas guy, not that's that's a no, um, and it does reflect on a an awkward spot that we're in, where maybe Chris Jericho genuinely believed like a, as a face of the company, he should be the one like, and perhaps the Taz thing was well was received well enough that they kind of all decided like we we should be more willing to do this in situations. That was that was a huge miss. That was a huge miss the way that it was executed um as far as how the main event went off and I, I agree that the show was fine it was fine um it, it it still doesn't really answer why you needed the ftw belt like the thing that i brought up a week ago i'm like what why does this make sense it i still feel he that needed way. it to hit moxley in the head I mean, that's sure the, that's fine that's it still doesn't but the the thing that i was fearful of that aaron was trying to suggest like and I was never really fearful of it. I couldn't possibly believe that they would drag this out any longer. Um, but even that scenario was inexcusable. Instead, the one thing that they could do that makes it all kind of work is what they did, which is immediately position him into something else that matters. Um, and, and him and Darby Allen is a I like that. I do. I really do like there being another significant singles program and... It works for yeah. me, so I'm By not. Way, you you make that for the belt, and then all of a sudden the belt has meaning. If you if Darby is going after the FTW belt, because by the way, he also is that type of character that would kind of fit and be like, yeah, you know what? I'm this. I'm not going after these titles. I'm you know fuck the world. Who is that who kind is, of fits? Who was claiming on Twitter this week that they were the actual FTW champion? Oh really? I missed this. There was somebody else on. Is, is there is there a linear FTW champion somewhere? <laughs> it's a really interesting. Like somebody else on Twitter, I gotta find who it was. And it was somebody that we know, but isn't that significant? Um, I mean, this sounds like something that's because I know that this has happened before, where like Reddit or something has kept track of something like this, like a linear old school cruiserweight champion, or in this case, a linear FTW champion. So it's possible that someone beat Taz. In you know on SmackDown and WWE, right? And they, they just they just kind of kept fo- following it. I, I, I'm it, and gonna try a to find champion. it. Let me look that up. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna try to find it because there definitely was a tweet this week from somebody who was like, "I've been defending the F." Oh, I know exactly who it was. It was Brian Idol. 
Brian Idle, who... Hang on a second. got to pull up the tweet now because, uh, of course, Brian's been on the show. And uh, Brian... Uh, Brian says, I've been the FWA champion, FTW champion for a while now. I defended it against tons of big names from... Uh, I don't even know who this is. PJ Polacco? Oh, Justin Credible. To AJ Francis. AJ Francis. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I saw this tweet. I was like, why did I see this tweet? No, to but a- it's a different FTW. Um, Click on the picture. No, I see the belt. It's a different belt, but I I don't know... It, the league is called FTW Wrestling. Oh, it's, is that what it is? It's like an actual... From like indie promotion. Okay, all right, and that's a different thing then. I think all he's right. just being funny. All right, you know? well it worked because it got my attention. It got my <laughs> attention. Good for it's, you. Brian. It's a great tweet either yeah, way. It got my attention. If that's the case. Yeah, FTW Wrestling in Largo and Tampa, Florida. Oh, right, well, that is all right. Very good. That is definitely a different thing. All right, then <laughs> no worries. Looks like no it's worries. like a school of some kind. Um, and and indie anyway. Look, oh, he's the head trainer. Well, there you go. That explains everything. <laughs> all right. Um, look. I I still don't know exactly what the answer is for John Moxley. And Aaron, if if your thought process is that that you maybe try to go ahead to Kenny Omega now, like that's no, I, I don't see how you can do it for all out. If yeah, you if you're telling me November for that, well, it also I think doesn't you can, but I don't think you can make well, that. What do you do for all out then? That's and that's where I'm at right now is I have no idea. You you got to elevate somebody and you, MJF you is Darby? there. You go Darby beats uh, Brian Cage between now and then, and he gets the title shot? Oh, that's so quick for that. No, I mean because Moxley's going to beat him. Yeah, I mean, I'm not... But that's the thing. is like All Out has been positioned as, if not the biggest... Then the you second, know, obviously, like, we've only right. been doing this a year. But we assume All Out is their no, WrestleMania. Well, I mean, I don't know if May, if we've really... Con- I think May and... I think they haven't decided yeah, d- double, or, double or nothing and All Out are their two May pinnacle and, May and September shows. are their but shows. But didn't Moxley win this title at like a random he January did. pay-per-view? He, he, he won it in February. The one they did in Chicago, and I can't think of what it's called. Um, revolution? Or no, it was a revolution. Or was it? Yeah. So and, if he won it at that, then it doesn't need to change hands at all out. It doesn't, no, it doesn't need to change hands, but I feel like you want some it needs sort to be of a big, big match, and it, and it specifically needs to be a big match for the reasons I talked about last week. That the, the championship just hasn't mattered. It it has been well, irrelevant. It's just going to be whoever they bring in next week, then. And that's the problem. <laughs> like, that's the, <laughs> I just wanted to trigger they, you. They, yeah, need, I mean, I'm trying to think if there's anybody like MJF. Hey, Ru- Rusev's obvious, contract is up. He also has COVID or whatever. COVID, Who are the three problem. guys? Rusev, Zack Ryder, and. Um, Someone else that all their non-competes all end I like mean, all of them. Well, I mean, there's we're we're going to talk to Sammy Callahan later about Slammiversary. There's a reason that they're you know advertising three um, and, and a mystery three people opponent. coming and one former world, Impact World Champion. There's a they literally have a mystery opponent spot in their championship match. Yeah. On oh, yeah. on Saturday night, and so we're expecting a big be a big deal. Um, look, I. the the only real answer is MJF, but the problem is MJF shouldn't be put in like to your point. MJF shouldn't not be. There. Well, I disagree with that wholeheartedly. The work they've aren't done. They kind, aren't they kind of teasing like a Wardlow face turn? I don't know what they're doing with Wardlow. Wardlow, they, like, by the way, has been one the of the face most... and spit on him and shit. Didn't yeah, he? I mean, Wardlow's been one of the most impressive guys over the past month in any company. So I'm yeah. really curious what they're going to do with Wardlow. But I, like the the it for for what they've done for the work they've done since since AEW really started. It should be MJF. Like, it absolutely should be. They've done that work. They've made him that guy. 
um, that they just forgot that they made him that guy, uh, which is part of the problem. It goes back to the, the issue that they've had, and this all goes back to the issue of companies not knowing what to do once fans weren't in the stands anymore and this constant trying to kick the tire down the road and let's just bring somebody in and make them the, the next number one contender. It's just all, it's, it's very bad, um, as we've been talking about. That, who else it could be besides that that would be relevant and would matter? You know, we talked last week. Sammy would have been the answer. It can't be Sammy. I don't, I don't have a clue. I, I really have no clue other than the, I guess if I if I gave you one answer that it could be, it could be Hangman Page. But they're they really now more I know. than ever. I'm convinced that he's the face going off. Kenny's the heel, and I don't know about the rest of the elite. If you told me the Bucks turn heel with Kenny, I could buy that too. But I, I guess that yeah. So so like Page versus Moxley doesn't work for me. If if I mean I okay, but then what does like? They, uh, no, I agree with you. They're in a tough position right now. It's a, it's a could, bad, could they do like a multi man thing? I mean, they, they could. could, of course, but it just it's the same problem that we've been talking about. Like they have they have shat all over their championship. They have just said it does not matter. We don't care, and it's bad for Moxley. It's bad for the company. It's bad for everybody. And part of the problem is they've made it so that the show is Cody Rhodes and nothing else matters. Like that that this <laughs> we we can't underestimate. <laughs> God, I hate doing this. We cannot underestimate how bad that is. It's it's atrociously bad. But and we've got a great women's tag team now. <sighs> yeah, we do. <laughs> hey, I'm in on anything with Allie, so I, mean, I do love Allie. You're right about that. Um, I, I don't, I don't, I, man, I don't even want to. I don't want to because I just get back to the same product. I I want to like the product. I want to like it. I like a lot of the performers. They're doing a lot of really good work. Tag division is unbelievable. It's almost impossible. How insane the tag division is. But Orange Cassidy is awesome. Orange Cassidy is amazing. He's one of the greatest things in all and of the professional wrestling. The fact that wrestling. we're getting this match again, I'm all, all about that. Yeah, that's a great thing. But, but th- it doesn't outweigh the damage that you have done to the top of your company, man. Like, you can't ignore that. You can't okay, pretend. Let's talk about Cody. Why? Let's talk about it. Why? Why? There's nothing to talk about. There's nothing new. There really is nothing new to talk about. There's nothing new to talk about. There is something new to talk about. What? Well, they're telling a story. They're turning him heel, right? Shut up. They've been turning him heel for seven months now. No, 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 no. There's a real thing that they did in this match that's an actual... We can pet this out. Everything they've done has been heel with him. I... I, Look, if you want... Did nobody else pick up on the thing that they did that, that that is going to happen? Go ahead. He's he's fighting with Arn Anderson, and Tully and Tully uh, is going to become his manager. Sure, and they're going to start the new Horsemen. Sure. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying it's good, it's but horrendous. I'm saying they did that. It's horrendous. <laughs> that's, a, that's a thing they did, which is bad. The other thing that was bad about that match, bad might not be the right word. Uncomfortable, maybe, is the right word is that you have these old um, Southern men trying to deal with how they oh. feel about Sonny Kiss. Oh, they're absolutely... I definitely heard a she come out. Uh-huh. I Jim Ross said she. Yeah, I mean, he's... She. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's always been a problem with JR it's in a hell particular. of a presentation, a.k.a. 
Yeah. This well, makes me very uncomfortable. No, I, I actually didn't think that one was so bad because he said, I'm enjoying the presentation. Yeah. I actually it thought that It did not was, sound genuine I, to me. I thought that was actually quite good, um, which was, I'm watching a spectacle and I enjoy a spectacle, right? Like, that was almost like a Liberace kind of argument um, or, or point. That one wasn't as... Like, the, the part... I'd specifically heard a she, and I... Yeah, I rewound it, and yep. he said it twice. Yeah, it was a real problem. Yeah. Uh, to NXT. Um, it, it was... really happened. Yeah, like, <laughs> Can I point... Okay, wait, I have a real bad problem, and I don't know if you guys feel the same way. Okay. But did anything strike you as particularly problematic? Like, Just the fact that Keith Lee isn't getting his title run. It, it's the, it's the cross-shadow over the title run well, like a, that i don't like uh, that. i don't like me, that, that at all that that's a problem for me it is but you know it might be because of the other problem which is that promo was real bad man that guy should not be talking for 15 minutes well, no that. one, almost nobody yeah, should be talking for 15 minutes. Was, I thought for a 15-minute promo, yeah. it wasn't the worst thing. It was a giant snooze fest. There was nothing entertaining about that segment. Well, I don't think it was great. I also don't think it helps. The, uh, uh, part of the problem being there's nobody there to react. Like, literally, there was a part at which, like, if that's... Right, and, why do you do that with right. no people? That's and, the, and oh, that's yeah. and that's a big miss. I don't think that was on Keith Lee as much as why would you have a promo in which he specifically talks about all the fans chanting bask in their glory when there's no fans to do that? Like, it. Yeah. that's the only reason why you would bring that up in a promo is because you're waiting. Now, what I would also say is that's a miss from... The communication that whoever yeah. the wrestlers were that were there should have been communicated. Hey, there's going to be a part in this promo where he's going to reference that, and you guys need to start that chant. I, I, yeah, I don't because they certainly get the the cross chants down. Like it, it, it's a it's a it's a <laughs> real bizarre. Like how in the world did was that promo written or discussed, and nobody said, hey, we need to make sure we hit that moment. And what I fear. Is that like you were hoping that the the wrestlers that were in attendance were smart enough to realize they were supposed to do it, and then they just didn't. Yeah. Um, it it just really concerned me. Like it, it, I love Keith Lee, and it, and by putting him in that position, they put him in. Now I don't know if Vince McMahon walks watches NXT yeah, or has I, a I say or whatever. I, I don't. But that that promo was way better than the majority of Roman Reigns. I gotta be honest, that promo was way better than anything Drew McIntyre has done. Like the it, no, the notion. I completely disagree. No, and Drew McIntyre is not McIntyre cut good promos. Does a good promo by any means, but that was one of the most boring, lulling pieces of television they have done in a while. But I, so, they was, so was Drew say, McIntyre's. Yeah, so was Drew I, McIntyre's long, boring yeah, thing after I, he won the title at WrestleMania. I think you're like over, that's something I think you you're can't with that. with few exceptions and like the Edge promo where he just sat in the ring, with very, very few exceptions, can you do any sort of long monologues with no crowd? You just can't do it in wrestling. It's impossible. I don't want to get into the minutia of it. I didn't agree about the Edge one. I'll hear your argument about the, the McIntyre one. Um, but in any way, I think we all agree that they shouldn't have anybody doing this. In general. Yes. Or, or Particularly people yeah. who have not really found like their I voice said, yet. Edge, like I said, Edge worked. Or, or it needs to be more coordinated. Like, I mean, I, I do. I do think that something as simple as that does help change it. And like, then it was super awkward because you didn't have a counter to it. So you just had, Di, you know, Dijakovic come out and stand there and listen to more talking. 
<laughs> well, know? I mean, I get it. They're not putting him any feuds because he's just going to, you know, it's just the cross thing. I, I, and I will say this. I've never felt, I think I didn't, I think last week, I don't remember exactly how I put it, but I didn't agree with you guys that he was immediately losing. Wednesday night, I felt like he's immediately losing. Like that, that. Well, I, I think he, I, if I had to bet, he's losing because he's head of the main roster. Like I'd still, I'd, right. I'm still well, betting it, for that. whatever reason. Right. I definitely got the feeling he's immediately losing to, to, to cross. Uh, yeah. I mean, I probably, but I'm basing that sim. If he's staying on NXT, I don't think that. I still don't think that's the case. I, if, if he's going up, then I think that's the case. And I, my, if you had to make me bet, I think he's going up. So, so yeah, I probably stand by that, and I, I don't love that. I don't, I don't, I don't love that. But there's been so many problems that have gotten us to this point. I'm not really sure what to do about it now. I, I mean, I'm just not. Like this has been such a problematic trip. Um, yeah. Some they're doing, not all they're doing. Obviously, everything has been problematic at every turn. I, I don't. A- NXT feels a little lost right now. From uh, from top to bottom. Yes. Yeah. It's not it's not bad wrestling by any means. Of course but not. It's it's not a great show, right? Well, now. I mean, it doesn't really. I, I I let's call it like it is. It makes absolutely zero sense that 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 Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa aren't in the middle of their programming. It or on the show at all it, right now. I mean, that's even worse. But it makes no sense that the people that you have kept at NXT to be the flag bearers for NXT aren't the flag bearers for NXT. That's right. that's that's nonsensical. Um and again, who knows what we don't know, right? Like who knows what the stories are as to why people aren't there for certain amounts of time. There's a lot going on in the world. It can change things. Um but but without having any clear reason to believe that they're covid related, it it just it, it's very confusing as to what you're doing when those two, our understanding, were to stay on NXT to be the stars of NXT. Where are they? Karrion Cross is cool. I'm not saying he's not cool. He's cool. The entrance is cool. The chant's cool. It's all very cool. But, like, he's been there for six weeks. Right. He's, he's not the compelling figure that they're making him to be. He's cool. That's what he is. He, people are into it. Alistair but Black. they're, but they're. By the way, they're already. I'm getting very concerned that they're going to because they think he's cool. They're going to make him not cool real quickly. Oh, 100 <laughs> percent. Well, it's like, already it's, started. It's definitely. Like I, it, this started back when they they had the crowd, you know, really chant for him in that that first match against Champa. I'm really concerned about that. That they're going to ruin him real quick. Well, but they're I also mean, they're trying to make it. They're positioning him as though he's the singular star in the show, which is insane. <laughs> the other the other thing they're doing is they're sort of. Uh, can I turn ascension into a verb? They're kind of ascensioning him a little, like with the '90s wrestling yelling guy persona. Yeah, like, uh, like not say he, he he's not really yelling, but he's doing like the facial expressions and the. I, I mean, the the problem with the ascension is that they d- dramatic. You know, they said very clearly, "Oh no, he's they're an '80s guys. We're going to turn <laughs> them into the road warriors and and go even beyond that." The little touches there, I don't think, are necessarily a bad thing. Um, I, I just Johnny Gargano, Tommaso Ciampa. I would, I would have those people on the the television program. That's that's what I would do. Or I would. And, and did you see Tommaso Ciampa's tweet? No. 
he he tweeted and I don't know if it was a storyline thing or a shoot thing, but essentially it was like it, it kind of felt like a heel a heel promo. But I couldn't tell if it was supposed to be real or part of the show or whatever. But it was essentially like, you know, I gotta change something and I'm not being respected or something. And Man, I'm good with that. that. And that's gonna change. I'm good with that. Like I'm that. I'm good with another heel DIY run. Like I'm good with Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa. I'm good with oh, wait, that. You're, you're really okay if they put them back together again yes, after what 100% they did. No, I no, am. I'm not okay with that. But I'm good with heel <laughs> Champa. <laughs> I mean, why, why? Like, why? They're DIY. I don't know if you're familiar with them. They're DIY. Because they've they've done the work. <laughs> you don't just ignore uh, what you've done Aaron. with work just to throw something together Aaron. to get you was, through yeah. tough times. What are they I doing? It was a little touchy. The first time they did it if they do it now what are you doing other you keep talking about doing the work they're not doing anything there's no work (laughs) there's nothing there the the only thing that that is there though is that they hate each other that's the one thing that is there and i hear you i I don't know if you know this but he um pretended to get hit in the balls which apparently is the most vile thing you can do to someone it is is to feign a ball injury i mean i i don't i I just don't know (laughs) this is pro wrestling man like i'm not gonna be mad when they end up back together i can't be mad when they end up back together because i want them i want i will say this if they put them back together on the main roster and sort of don't acknowledge it i'm okay with that i don't think you can do it on nxt look i wouldn't i it wouldn't be my first choice but it's fucking preferable to having no Tommaso Ciampa. I mean, like, it's preferable as shit to that. So, I, I don't know, man. I, I Look. If, if you're making that the bar, then yes. It's definitely way better. Yeah, if, if, if that's the bar, I agree, yes. Um, the, the Tegan Knox dakota Kai thing at the end. I, I, I'm going to do reverse racism here. <laughs> I, I honest, I can't believe I'm about to say this. Oh, jeez. I, honest to God, sometimes forget who's Tegan Knox and who's Dakota Kai. <laughs> Come on. I'm not. No, you don't. I'm, sometimes I do. Not always. I sometimes forget. Like, and I. It's and I, really easy. Dakota Kai is the generic heel. Uh-huh. And, um, Tegan Knox, yeah. <laughs> and Tegan Knox is the generic one, one face. One wears a brown jacket to the ring and one doesn't. And, and that's the problem. They're too generic. They're too generic. You're 100% correct about that. I think, you know, I actually I feel that way much more about Tegan Knox than I do about Dakota Kai. Just because Dakota Kai has Raquel Gonzalez, they've done a little bit more work there. Tegan Knox is literally the, like, go out and do the, like, yeah, hamming to the yeah, crowd bullshit. Right. Like that's, that's why back at WrestleMania season when I said, oh, no, this is all about Dakota Kai. This actually has nothing to do with Tegan Knox. That's kind of why I thought that. Yeah, we, we all felt that way. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I don't know, it was fine. I'm, I'm like Dakota Kai versus you know Io. That's fine. I'm 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 good with it. It'll that. be fun. Yeah, I like it's it. Still going to the same place that I said it was going to last week, and that's the one thing that they're actually going to get right. Hopefully, I mean, I hope. Uh, I I'm I am in agreement. The with story you. is right there. You have yeah, to do it. I'm with you. Yes. I'm with you. I mean, yes. <laughs> All right, let's let's uh, let's make some picks. Let's do that. Coming up on Sunday, Extreme Rules, or wait, hang on, the horror show at Extreme Rules. I was about to say Extreme I, Rules, the horror show. I, I did love when they, brand, for like two weeks, they branded as the horror show that is Extreme Rules. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I, it's very confusing. It is. Well, a, but I mean, just that in particular just means the show is going to be a horror show, which might actually be true. I mean... Sadly, you're probably right about that. In more than one way. Yep. 
So uh, it's Sunday night from the uh, Performance Center and the Swamp and, and various locations. Um, I, I did see... So we still haven't been able to pay off our Altoona pizza bet. Brandon, that one's kind of on you at this point. Like, okay. we kind of... We'll figure it out. We gotta, bit, we gotta wait yeah, but we COVID brought, but we brought. If you're going to suggest the thing that I tweeted... No, no, no. Oh, that no, thing no, deserves no, no. to and die in a no, fire. It, it's everybody's <laughs> tweeted it. Like, the entire internet has been tweeting about this. And I think we have to do it. Absolutely. Because, <laughs> that thing should not exist. Because we <laughs> haven't paid off the Altoona pizza bet, and we can't bring back bets without paying. Like, that was sort of the problem, right? Is we got, I mean, we haven't paid off bet. You still haven't paid off the R-Truth bet from five years ago. I understand that. We, 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 everybody's got <laughs> bets they haven't paid off. We, we, that was the problem with bets. Is we, we need to make them more functional to not have to involve other people. To not Like, this is one that you can just do on your own. You can, on your own, make the hot dog Rice Krispie treats. You can do it. It's disturbing. It's an abomination. Everybody knows that it's an abomination. But that's the point of this, is that it's supposed to be an abomination. So I'm for it. I'm for loser has to make hot dog Rice Krispie treats at home. Mm. I mean, if Fuck you guys faces. are going forward, I, Aaron, I Aaron, wait, Aaron, don't we have the power to get rid of Come this right on. now? We, we kind of do, Come especially because on. I won I won last month and I didn't get any prize, so. Well, we didn't do a bit. We, we did our picks, though. I understand that. I was the one that. in first place of our picks. Well, we did. We were supposed to, somebody was supposed to buy Taffy. That was yeah. what was supposed to happen. I assume Miggs lost because his picks were terrible. It, it, I think it was Miggs and Brandon tied for last. So you got one. So technically, you guys are supposed to buy taffy for for Aaron. So yeah, where's my taffy? Yeah, get on that shit, Brandon. Buy Aaron some fuck. Not only have you not gotten us out tuna pizza, you haven't bought Brandon's even worse than I am. Brandon, <laughs> I at least paid off some of my bets. Just not all of them. Hey, he hasn't uh, been to the Today Show yet. Come on. What's that? I oh, said AJ hasn't been to the yeah, Today and, Show. You know, in a fairness, we did we gave him yeah. that pass because of the disaster that was yes. our, our trip back. I mean, like I yes. I still can't we be did. mad about that. I still can't be mad about that. We we pulled in, I think, at three AM. Actually you could have gone right to the Today Show from there. There you go. Um look, one of you just has to say yes, we're doing it. You guys are pieces of shit. Fuck it. Uh, fuck it. Fuck it. <laughs> no! Yeah! There we go. There I'm we confident go. enough that it won't be me, and now because I said that, it's going to be me. Well, yeah, you understand if we all tie. <laughs> We're all losers. This, this, is act- this is actually a tricky pay-per-view to pick. It is a tricky pay-per-view. I don't disagree with that. All right, here we go. Uh, six matches on the schedule as of right now, including, I guess we didn't spend any time talking about this. Like, in fact, let's start here. Because <laughs> I... I texted you guys this when I saw it last Friday because I had not realized this. What the <laughs> The mat the the Universal Championship match ain't for the fucking Universal Championship. Are we sure it's a match? By the way? It's a swamp fight. Are we sure it's a match? Oh, no, last time we match. got a weird Bray match, it wasn't a match. It was just a sort of trip through. It's a yeah. swamp fight. Yeah, I mean, that's totally possible. That's the all bell still rung, and there was a winner at the end of the John Cena thing. Was there? Yeah, they rung, They rang the bell, and he raised his hands in victory. But, but play, there was no ref. Music. There was no ref. They still played his music, and they rang a bell. I can't believe that we've been doing this for this long and there's is not a championship match. Like I cannot believe that. 
We also failed to realize it wasn't for the title. No, they, they, they said it was their way. To, well, they didn't go out of their no, way to didn't. say that. They, they just not. said it's. They just haven't said it. Well, it's look, for the I title. mean, if a ghost is wrestling, we're we're assuming it's the ghost of old cult leader Bray Wyatt. So I don't know if a ghost can win a title. But then, yeah, then the Undertaker won it while he was dead. So who knows? I was gonna say I don't know if you know this, um, but this version of Bray Wyatt, his head is a lantern. <laughs> so he's clearly dead. So weird. Anyway, a swamp fight between Braun Strowman and Bray Wyatt. And I really regret making this first because it means I've got to make the first pick. Um, who the F knows? I guess... I, I guess you do this because Bray Wyatt's going to win, I guess. But... I, ah, fuck it. I'll just leave it at that. I'll just leave it at that. I guess you do this because Bray Wyatt's going to win. Yeah, the only reason to do this is because Bray Wyatt is winning and they want to extend it to SummerSlam. It still makes no sense. Because, mm, all right, there's a million yeah. reasons it doesn't. You shouldn't be extending this to SummerSlam is the first reason why it doesn't make sense. You're going nowhere with Braun Strowman as your champion. You absolutely should just fucking make this a championship match, put the belt on Bray Wyatt, and find somebody to face Bray Wyatt that gives you a, a relevant championship match. There's a million reasons why this makes no sense. That nobody is asking for more of this. No one. No one is asking for more of this. I like both people involved. I think they're both fine performers. This isn't it. I mean, this, this match is a perfect example of the Bray Wyatt buzzsaw, right? It's, it's, it's another guy that... I don't care about it anymore because I don't want to see them feud with Bray Wyatt for 15 months or whatever. Um, and, and I, but, but I like Bray Wyatt. I want to see him more, but I, I would rather, I would rather the championship shift to him and see him with other people than to see Braun keep going, you know? Uh, I, I, and this is not for the title, which leads me to believe Bray Wyatt is winning question mark, because it'll be like the other thing where who knows what happens and, and there's no ref and there's no commentators and there's no semblance of match, but I think he'll be standing tall at the, at the end, you know, some kind of trip where, uh, you know, the fiend comes out of the water at the end or, you know, something, but I, I agree with you guys. It's, it's leading to another championship match that we don't want to see. I, I think the problem is beyond Bray though. It's the fact that they put the title on Braun when he was legitimately at the least juice he's ever had in this company. And when, you know, just like the Drew problem where I said, you know, the, the gas runs out somewhat quickly on a face. When your face is, you're already low when you win it, there's nowhere to go from there. Nothing. Well, I'll, I'll take it a step further. Everything you said, plus they had zero intention of putting the title on him. Like, right. at least with Drew, that was an on purpose. With Braun, it was like, all right, I guess we got to throw it on this guy. Because they didn't have the guy that they wanted to carry the title there. So, um, yeah. It's, it's an issue. Correct. It's an issue. No doubt about it. All right, moving on. Um, uh, an eye for an eye match. Rey Mysterio and Seth Rollins. Wait, wait, you're making me pick first for this one. Yes, God, I, I hate am. you. Well, the rest of the matches are title matches, so. I understand that. I just This match is so stupid. Like, it's so stupid. I, I it, It's a point where... I can't imagine them actually going through with the stipulation, but if they don't go through with the stipulation, well, then they're just stupid forever 
doing it in the first place. You can't build a match like that unless you plan on somehow going through with it. And the only thing I can, like, if they're going through with it, then it has to be Ray losing because you have a mask and you can cover it up. And he's not even working under a contract. So you can have him go away if you really want that. So if it's an eye for an eye match, I guess it has to be Seth Rollins, but it's so stupid. It's so stupid. If if, if you take out, well, not only your eye, but if you if you take out what this match is and just you know consider all the circumstances of these guys um, fighting at the at the pay per view, Seth Rollins has to win this match. I mean, it's it's very clear to me that that has to happen, particularly with what you do on Monday. Um, because they're not burying Seth Rollins, you know what I mean? I mean, that's, you can't, you've got, I mean, we didn't even talk about it, but there is a myriad of issues with that, that, well, whole, the, the with this on whole one thing. Face, four oh, on one yeah. face beat down. Yes. And it, the whole, the way that whole thing played out was just, I mean, real, real, real bad. But, um, and I think for those reasons, and, and who knows, maybe we're getting some more members of, you know, the cult or whatever we're calling it, but. Seth has to win this. I mean, there's no other way to do this. Yeah, I mean, obviously that's the answer, and and it also allows for Dominic to to go after. I mean, again, if we're assuming that Dominic is going to be a performer anytime soon, which I don't know if we can assume that or not, um, but it would allow there to be something that would extend that out afterwards. I, it, look, all, yes, all of this is incredibly stupid. All of this makes no fucking sense. Um, but do you think that someone's eye? At least in kayfabe gets removed. Yes, in kayfabe. I think at least in kayfabe. Well, I mean, no. <laughs> you, you, like, what you're, you're suggesting? Yeah. There's some. No, I do think they're going to try to do some sort of CGI thing where yeah. somebody loses an eye. I mean, I, I think that they've gone this far. Then, with then it. what? What do they do on Monday? Well, either that person's not there. <laughs> I mean, like again, or, or do they just have him have his normal eye and say, "Oh yeah, that's a prosthetic the whole time." Um, <laughs> I I don't know. I don't know. Or I mean, it's they, a shame this isn't Bray Wyatt because you can just have him grow it back and like. A, right, right. Look, the easiest answer is the one you bring up, which is that Rey Mysterio wears a mask. Like yeah. that—that is the easiest answer to all of this. Um, which, which, which would be, it would be much better if they weren't already doing that. Like if they did already have him wearing an eye patch. Yeah. Yes. I mean, yeah. Correct. Correct. But that's what it is. It's what it is. It is the easiest answer. Sometimes the easiest answer, I think, is the correct one, and this is the easiest answer. All right, um, now let's get to the title matches. We begin with the United States Championship, Apollo Crews versus MVP. Brandon? Man, this is this is the category of I wish we were doing should happen and will happen. Um, I mean, Still do should and will. Yeah, uh, Apollo Crews should 100% win this. Um, I have questions as to what they'll actually do. But um, I, I got to stick with Apollo. I'm, I'm not ready to pick MVP. I'm struggling with it because obviously they they shouldn't be giving MVP the belt. But Plus they, Apollo hasn't been on TV for like three weeks. Two weeks? Uh, I think it's two weeks. Yeah, two weeks. two weeks. Um, but MVP's been awesome. Um, I... I I still don't. I still don't. Why doesn't Bobby Lashley care about the United States Championship? That's the part of the story that makes no sense to me. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I don't have that answer either for you. I I'll do the same thing. I'll just 
go back to Apollo and feel stupid that this was a point that could have been had, but I'll go back to Apollo. Yeah, I mean, I think if there's something that makes... Oh, boy. Is that Apollo is going to win and then face Lashley at SummerSlam for the title? Oh, boy, that's what I, they should do. That And then I, I feel like that's where... Because I think they one of the commentators even screwed up and said, oh, Lashley's going after the title at one point. He, uh, he did. Yeah, you're right yeah. about that. Yeah. So, like, I feel that's what they're going, which means that Apollo retains. I do wonder if there's going to be, like, a countout or something. Now, if it, if it's something like that, it would be a DQ, so Apollo would win anyways. So, yeah, I think Apollo wins here. All right, we're not really picking anything any differently. That's no, not, we're not picking not, anything differently That's not at all. good, because that sets us up to all be losers. Um, next up, for the Raw Women's Championship, Asuka versus Sasha Banks. Oh, sh- shit. We're both picking the women's matches the same. We're all, is anybody picking the women, anything but Asuka and Bailey? I'm, I'm not, but I do want to talk about it for a minute. Oh, okay. Fuck, we're going to pick all the matches the exact same way. Yes, yeah. we are. Yeah, we're, like, we're that, that was the problem with turning this into a prize one. Because we were, this was not going to go the thing. Even though we're all going to pick the safe picks, I, in my gut, feel like one of these is going to go a weird way. I'm not willing to pick it. But, uh, and it's not going to be Drew McIntyre, so we don't even need to talk about that. But... Um, we need to talk about the match where we don't need to pick. Sure, 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 sure. I think there is an argument to be made that if you're going Bailey Sasha at SummerSlam, it might be better for the story for Sasha to beat Asuka and for Nikki to beat Bailey. Because then... You know, the story they've been telling is Sasha's been fine with Bailey having the the, the SmackDown championship as their tag champions. But then the story that I would tell is that Bailey wouldn't be fine with Sasha being the one having the two belts and her having the one belt. I think there's a lot of other problems uh, with the fallout of that. But I think if you're telling that story separate from what happens to the other people, because I know that is it's very problematic. I, I'm not saying that that's okay. But I'm saying if you're only focusing on their story, that's the best way to tell that story, right? You're it's, not wrong for that story, but then it leaves Nikki versus Lacey Evans for the title at well, SummerSlam. Well, and Oscar's <laughs> fallen out of the picture again, too, although I guess you could have, you, you know, the breakup moment could be the Kabuki Warriors winning the tag titles. But... Um, you know, w- w- with Sasha having the title instead of Bailey having the title, I I, I do think that cre- well, what what's going to create Aaron is not necessarily Lacey Evans versus Nikki Cross, but it's going to be the fucking karaoke contest for the title or whatever um, with all of those people, um, <laughs> and, and which isn't great either. So I, I don't know how you can do it because of all of the um, all of the other things that sort of are domino effects from telling that story. But I do think it's the best way to tell that story. Cause I, there's still no chinks in the armor here. And we're a month away from SummerSlam. So d- d- is there any way they're not doing Bailey Sasha at SummerSlam? No, because I, I do think you're right. The chinks in the armor form here, but I think it's because they're going to have Oscar Sasha first. Bailey's going to be back, you know, preparing for a match, whatever she's not going to help or whichever way they do it. It's going to be Bailey is not going to help Sasha win her match. And that's going to what's called be what's causes. Wouldn't that be like that? Wouldn't that wouldn't that position Sasha as the heel? No, because Bailey's such a dick. I mean, it depends on how it happens, but 
like, so I'm trying to create a. I'm trying to create in my head how it could be about. So if sausage the challenges heel being are straight jealous. up, you. Yeah. Bailey, I beat everybody. Nobody can beat me. I've beat everyone in SmackDown. Sasha finally says, "Well, you know what? You haven't beaten me." That makes her. That doesn't make her a heel at all. That doesn't. But the part about why didn't you help me cheat? I mean, it it sows division between them. Yes, like it does, but it doesn't. I, I understand what you're saying. It doesn't really reposition one of them, other than just say they're positioned against themselves. Right. I mean, I also don't really know if you're doing this match. Who's supposed to be? By, by the way, if if I, if you made me pick one of these, I would pick Nikki Cross. Like, like if, if I had to oh. pick one of them, that's the one I think they're most likely to give a shot. By the way, I've I've tweeted, I think I tweeted this two weeks ago. I'm all in on Nikki Cross right now. The Nikki Cross title chase is incredibly compelling to the point where I'd argue it might be more compelling than a Bailey Sasha split. I'm all in. They've done this thing with Nikki where I am all in on that right now, and I want to see this match, and I want to see her win. I'm not going to pick it, but I want it. Yeah, I mean, I I think Nikki's been great. I agree with that. I completely. Yeah, agree. I, I'm not gonna pick it either. But that would be my dark horse. Like, if 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 one of my if if I had if if we're doing like a a tiebreaker of which one do we think we might have picked wrong, that's the one I would pick. Like, if, if of all the matches, the one I feel like I might have picked wrong, it would it would be between that and Apollo Cruz. Um, and I don't, you know, I don't know. I, I guess I feel equally about those two chances of of being wrong, but I'm willing to do this. I'm willing yeah. to do this. Everyone, everyone. Oh, wait, are you are you picking it, or are you no, saying you're, willing you're, to do like everyone I'm, pick one match differently? Like, like, I'm, no, no, no. I'm saying that if somebody wants to um, separate themselves, they're allowed to have both sides of one match. Right, essentially, okay. like yeah. everybody can have both sides of one match on this card, and if they get it right, like if that's the match that doesn't go the way we expect it to go, then they avoid having to pay the punishment. Yeah. Okay, I'm in on that. I'll, I'll I'll just say I'm taking the eye for the eye match. Brandon, wouldn't it be fantastic if we all picked different matches and we're all right? <laughs> I don't think it'll happen, but yeah, that would be one of the most fantastic things to ever happen. Um, Can you skip me for a minute? Um, Okay, then I'll I'll make it the MVP match because I'm I'm between that and the Nikki Cross thing. Well, don't pick the same one as him because that that defeats the purpose. Well, I mean, it would not if you're the only one. Yeah, right. That's great news for us if that's the case. And it's great news for you the other way, too. You'd be the only one that wouldn't have exactly. to do it. I don't know why that would and, bother and, you in any and way. You know, and you know I'm not, if I pick it, and I'm not there yet, but I'm not, you know that I'm not picking it because he did because I already told you those were the two. Um, I think I'm going to pick Nikki. Okay. All right. Very good. So, again, if one of, if everything else, no matter what, it doesn't matter how they go because we pick the same way. But if one of those matches goes the other way, then we sort of get the point back. Yeah. And we're good. We're but wouldn't it be great if MVP and Nikki Cross win? <laughs> sure. And then it would be, be wonderful news. It would be absolutely wonderful news for me. 
All right, um, there you go. Those are our picks for Wait, Sunday. Can, yeah? can we can we also just mention the, oh, what the we title think the stipulation is going to be? Sure. Like, first of all, this is dumb, and it's always been dumb because if Dolph Ziggler doesn't choose something that puts him in a huge advantage, right. You're saying he's like, really dumb. Like a, a Dolph a Dolph Ziggler wins match is is what. Like, like, even even if we go okay, you have to pick a fairly standard match. Robert Roode is the guest referee. Yeah, sure. Like, right? Something like that. Which would but be the most? Pick... That, by the way, that would be the most Dolph Ziggler ever thing to do because Robert is about on TV for like well, three months. Yeah. But but again, like one of his buddies, whoever it is, is the guest referee. Boom, you win. Instead, he's gonna like pick a ladder match, Agreed. and it's going to not be worth the build. It's gonna be a letdown that it's a ladder match, and Drew McIntyre is gonna win. I, I agree. I agree. It's that's a bad bit. You're not wrong about it. Anything that's else? Is that, oh, that's all you had. <laughs> okay. Um, there are some reports going around that it'll be a TLC match. Stupid. I mean, yeah. There's a, there's like a who knows if it's a real picture that they uh, leaked on accident from a Facebook ad. Then then don't make a three week build for TLC. Like, well, no, I would, going, I would if, do... you're, if you're going to do a big surprise, you got to have a payoff to the surprise. Well, would, the TLC I... is not a payoff. Well, to hang the no, I would argue that if you're going to do a TLC match, you should have been trying to promote and, and pimp a TLC match. Like TLC matches that too. should be great. They should be. Also, it, it can't be a TLC match after they just teased it as something you've never seen before or whatever. Did you see that? Like Drew McIntyre's like, he's going to pick something. Well, they haven't really been pushing that though. Like that was just sort of thrown out there. Um, look, I don't know. And I have no idea. Like, maybe it's TLC match. Maybe it isn't. Who knows? But yes, there have some, been some rumors. That's what's going to be. I'm joined now by a man who... Uh, things have gone significantly different in recent weeks from where we saw things on Impact as we get ready for Slammiversary Saturday night on pay-per-view. Um, the last time we saw a pay-per-view, Aaron, I believe we saw this man attempting to murder Ken Shamrock. And now right. we're seeing them tag together for the tag team titles on Saturday night. It's amazing how things change. It's just a crazy world. Sammy Callahan is back with us on the show. Sammy, it is so good to chat with you again, man. Thank you for taking the time for us. Yeah, I honestly don't think that was a good enough uh, introduction. I think you need to say uh, <laughs> future world tag, tag team, team champion. champion. I respect that. Sammy Callahan. I respect that, man. Um, okay, so let me go back to Rebellion. If I had told you then that come July, you and Ken Shamrock were going to be teaming together to fight for the tag team belts, what would you have said to me at that point? Uh, I'd say everything's part of a bigger picture. Uh, nothing I do is just spontaneous. I may think that you may think that I'm the spontaneous character, but at the end of the day, the draw Sammy Callahan is controlled chaos, and anything that I think about, anything I do, will come to fruition. And this is just part of a bigger picture, All a right. bigger plan with Sammy Callahan and Impact Wrestling. All right, speaking of the bigger picture and everything you have planned, you're about our age, you're in your mid-30s, so you grew up watching Ken Shamrock. I'm not my mid-30s, I'm What would you have said <laughs> if you would say, oh yeah, you're going with the tag team titles, or we're going to feud and go for the tag team titles with him when you were 10 years old and watching Ken Shamrock? I mean, 10-year-old Sammy Callahan will be jumping up and down right now, but yeah. I'm not 10-year-old Sammy Callahan anymore. I'm grown-ass man Sammy Callahan, <laughs> one of the faces of Impact Wrestling, 
and going into the pay-per-view the last two years of Slammiversary, my match is the one match of the year, and I see this year being no different. You, you know, how much respect did you gain from that? Dude, that, that match at Rebellion was absolutely nuts. When I said I thought you guys were trying to kill each other, I meant it. I really thought you guys were trying to murder each other. How much more respect did you gain for Ken going through that, and how much more did it make you inclined to have his back as he was dealing with the North? Uh, I think it's one of those things, people like Ken Shamrock, uh, people think I disrespect the guy like that. I don't disrespect anyone. That's a common misconception about the draw, Sam and Callahan. I actually respect a lot of different people. And Shamrock's one of those guys that I respect. He's a godfather in MMA. He's a godfather in professional wrestling. And now you really look at where he is in his career right now. He's in the best shape he's ever been in. And he's crazy. But I'm crazy, too. He's, he's absolutely a wild stallion. I figured after our match at Rebellion, I was like, hell, I might as well jump on this guy and take a ride and see where it goes. You know, uh, talking about your opponents, the North, they've been, you know, over the past year, really one of the, some people have pointed to as the, one of the highlights of Impact, of course, along with you and everything you've done. Uh, just what, what do you make of the North over the past year and what they've done? They're questionably the greatest tag team in Impact Wrestling history. But the difference between me and them is when I say I'm going to do something, I actually do it. They, they figure out any stupid little plan they can do to try to further themselves instead of being the great tag team they are. And that's my biggest issue with them. He is Sammy Callahan. He's with us here on Jobbing Out. And another thing is, yes. I feel like they try to stick their nose into something that I've been doing. Like, I'm the guy that's trying to end Ken Shamrock. So when you really look at things, am I tagging with Shamrock <laughs> because I want to see Shamrock succeed, or am I tagging with Shamrock because I want to be the guy to take him wait, wait, wait a second. I, I, boy, this is another level of thinking through this, by the way, right? Like... This is, uh, you, you, can't, you can't take out Ken Shamrock because I need to be the one to take out Ken Shamrock. So clearly you have to protect him against the North. I'm a goal-oriented person. That's one of my goals. <laughs> I want to retire Ken Shamrock. And I'll be damned if I let Ethan Page and Josh Alexander. I love that. They're not the ones that deserve to be able to retire Ken Shamrock. I love that. And if I can win some tag team gold out of it and put one more thing towards me becoming an Impact Wrestling Triple Crown Champion, so be it. I love that, man. Sammy Callahan is with us. Again, Slammiversary is Saturday night on pay-per-view. Um, dude, the, the the last few months and working the way that you guys have been working, right? And it's been this way throughout the industry of, of, of not having big crowds and, and, and loud audiences. What's it been like working that way? Have you settled into the new normal? And, and obviously, like, doing things like what you guys did at Rebellion – um, there's been a lot of creativity that we've seen um, from, from guys like you over the course of the last few months. I think one of the biggest things with everything with the pandemic and shutdowns and not being able to run shows in front of fans is I think a lot of other companies have lost their bells and whistles, and now people are seeing Impact for exactly what it is, one of the best episodic wrestling shows on television. It has the best storylines, has some of the best action. And just because we don't have pyro, we don't have, 10,000 people in the crowd right now doesn't mean we're not one of the best wrestling programs. And I think we've shown that over the past four months of being able to do shows like this that were one of the top wrestling companies in the world once again. You know, Impact has, has gone through a lot over the past couple years, and then particularly in the past year, a lot of roster sh turnover, people coming in, and you guys have seemed to really found a groove. Just what's it been like over the past year to be uh, working with Impact? Oh, it's great. I've uh, waved the impact flag harder than anybody else. Uh, 
like I said, I'm a very goal-oriented person. The reason I could have signed wherever I pretty much wanted, but I signed up Impact Wrestling because I was a big Impact Wrestling fan as a, as a youngster, and I wanted to see Impact Wrestling become great again, and I think we've done that over the last two years with me being the face of that company, and my job isn't complete there. He is Sammy Callahan. We're chatting with him here on Jobbing Out. Sammy, if I could go back for a second, is there anything that, that changes in your mind? Like, and I'm sure you've wrestled in a million, you know, we think back to time that you spent in our neck of the woods years ago. Like, is there anything that changes in your mind when you're performing in these circumstances? Or is it literally the exact same as it would be if you were in front of thousands of people in the arena? It's the exact same to me because I'm one of those guys, it doesn't matter if there's one person in the crowd, if there's 50,000 people in the crowd. I'm in this tunnel vision where I'm concentrating on exactly what I'm doing in the ring at that moment. It's one of those things, like, I've wrestled in front of 15,000 people in my career, and I, it, it's the same as wrestling in front of 10 people because I'm in that tunnel vision uh, trying to succeed in what I want to succeed in that moment. You know, I, I couldn't help but... But think about, you know, when you had that moment where you came in and, and saved Shamrock for the North, you know, the lights go out, the thing, you appear in the ring. That's normally that time where you would pause to get that huge roar from the crowd. Is that something, just even the slice, but I know that you're kind of in the zone, but just even with the timing a little bit, do you change things up? Uh, I think it's one of those things, it's circumstantial. Whatever you need to do to get that character over or get that moment over, uh, it's the same with fans or without fans. We're, we're not working for just the fans and the crowd. We're working for the millions of people that watch Impact Wrestling through every streaming service, through national television, uh, through anywhere on the Internet. Uh, we're working towards those people more than we're working for the people sitting in the crowd. Sammy, have you gotten a sense for what, it, what it's meant to wrestling fans that you guys have kept going? Like, Have you gotten that type of feedback that... You know, in it, in when everything in the world has been flipped upside down and everything kind of sucks at the moment for a lot of people, have you gotten a sense of what it means that you guys have continuously managed to keep doing shows and really good shows at that um, as you head towards Slammiversary? In fact, wrestling is one of the best wrestling promotions on the planet. And like I said before, I think this has really shown people exactly how good we are. Being in Impact Wrestling right now, we're on the verge of some huge things. I think Slammiversary is going to put Impact Wrestling back on the map even more. Uh, we're a buzzworthy show. We're, we're not just the norm. We're not just doing the same things every, every week like other television programs. We're not trying to be other television programs. We're our own television program with our own feel, our own look, and we're not afraid to ruffle the feathers. Impact Wrestling is not afraid to offend some people. We're not afraid to try something new, and I think that's what makes Impact Wrestling more dangerous than any other wrestling company on the planet right now. Do you think when we look back at this time period, because you're right, there has been a lot more buzz for Impact, I feel like, you know, over the past four months, and there has been in quite a while, that this is going to be looked at as, as almost a turning point both for Impact and, and kind of the wrestling industry as a whole? I think the last three years of Impact Wrestling has done that. Uh, not just now that we have some extra buzz with uh, everything that might happen at Slammiversary. It's one of those things that look at our shows from the last three years and say we don't have some of the best wrestling pay-per-views in all of wrestling. Slammiversary, the last two years, have been marked as one of the best pay-per-views of the year in any company. And I think this year's Slammiversary, uh, we set the bar extremely high at the last two. I think this one is uh, going to overtake that one by leaps and bounds. And of course, Sammy alluding to the fact that we are expecting to see some uh, some surprises on Saturday nights, some some new faces, maybe some returning faces, and 
Uh, we are looking forward Management to find. Management has kept things under lock and key. So you don't do you legit? Can, 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 are are you, are you saying shoot? You don't know. I do not know. I don't think anyone on the roster knows exactly what we're in store for. But I don't care if there's new guys coming in. At the end of the day, I'm not losing my spot. I, I'm going to be the face of this company for a long time to come. And I think when all this happens, it's just going to make everyone in the back that more competitive. And I think being competitive with your peers, with the rest of the locker room, makes for great wrestling television. And I think Impact Wrestling's on the verge of having some of the best TV they've had in the last three years. All right, Sammy, um, I, I have to ask, if let's not even say if, when you guys win the tag titles on Saturday night, do you like enjoy that for a little while and just sit back and be tag champs for a bit and not think about your ongoing quest to to end Ken Shamrock or like does that sort of just say you know who cares about that this is my goal I have to end Ken Shamrock even if we are currently tag team champions of the world uh, I think it's one of those things it doesn't matter if I'm the Impact World Champion X Division Champion Tag Team Champion knockouts champion, it's never good enough for me. I'm never just going to sit back and relax. It's always going to be one of those things where I am the type of person that will go leaps and bounds to get to that next level of things. Now, I know you don't know who the people who might be showing up this Saturday are, but with all the names that are floating around, swirling around, all the rumors, is there any one or any tag team that you kind of hope it is so you get to step into the ring with them? Uh, I think I'd really love to go one-on-one with Eric Young. It's a match that uh, mm. people have been begging mm. for for years. And I think me and Eric Young could uh, set the, the entire wrestling world on fire so we get that chance to go to battle. Yeah, we're not going to complain about that idea. That sounds pretty effing good to us, man. I like that a lot. All right, Slammiversary is Saturday night on pay-per-view. Of course, Impact Wrestling every Tuesday night, 8 o'clock on Access TV. And, uh, Sammy, I know it's at the Sammy Callahan. Also on Twitch. There's no reason why people can't say, oh, I, I can't watch Impact. You can either watch Impact on Access TV, which is on millions and millions of homes, or you can watch it on Twitch that streams live uh, simultaneously with what we do on the television show. Dude, no excuses at all. And then for you, it's at the Sammy Callahan on Twitter. What about like Instagram, T-shirts, anything like that that we can plug for you, dude? Uh, you can check me out on social media platforms, Twitter, at the Sammy Callahan. Instagram at official Callahan, or you can check me out on my official Twitch stream that's partnered with Twitch at real Sammy, twitch.tv slash real Sammy Callahan. Sammy, really appreciate it as always, dude. You know, there's still people that think about Shane Shamrock Cups of the Past back this way that have enjoyed watching you perform for a really long time, man. Got a lot of love for you back this way. Uh, congratulations. I'm really good at professional wrestling. I don't know if you know that. <laughs> I've heard that about you. <laughs> I've heard that about you, dude. Sammy, thank you for taking the time for us, man. We can't wait for Slammiversary on Saturday nights. No problem, guys. I hope you guys have an amazing time. Watch Slammiversary on Saturday and watch us with the entire wrestling world on notice once again. Cool. Appreciate Sammy taking the time for us. Slammiversary is Saturday night. Aaron, uh, walk us through. We alluded to it earlier. There are surprises. So the word is there are going to be three surprises? Yes, so so Impact, the last Impact we saw, um, basically they had been teasing for a while that there are going to be some surprises. They did a promo, I want to say three or four weeks ago, that kind of showed all of the the WWE wrestlers that got released, all of them 
in different ways. They showed, you know, a clip of Super Eric, you know, in, in Impact. They showed a clip of EC3. They played EC3's music at one point. They showed the Bulgarian flag. Basically, they've been teasing that some of these guys are coming to Impact and that we know one of them, at least, is a former world champion. That guy is going to be in the four-way title match, which was originally going to involve both Elgin and Tessa. Both of them are out. So you have Ace Austin versus Eddie Edwards versus Trey Miguel versus TBA. That TBA is going to be a former Impact World Champion. The two obvious ones are EC3 and Eric Young, as Sammy mentioned. I believe I, I'm kind of on board that it's Eric Young because Eric Young's great and EC3 is teasing everybody. I don't think he's going to be hammered down to one company like we talked with with uh, Kevin Eck. Sure. But at the last thing that we saw, we like the last shot was it sh basically showed uh, three glasses of whiskey being poured, three hands reaching out and grabbing it, implying that the three people who are coming in will be coming in together. So maybe it's something like Eric Young and the Good Brothers together. Something along those Interesting. lines. Interesting. Interesting. Mm. Who else? Where is... So hang on a second. Let me just do the math. Uh... Killian Dane is still with WWE, right? It's like Yeah, he was he was teased for a match next week. He's he's facing uh uh, uh why am I blanking on his name right now? Psycho dude. Uh Dexter, Dexter Loomis. Loomis. He's facing Dexter Loomis. Yeah. Okay. All right. Oh right. Because yeah, he yeah. drew a picture of him. That's right. That's yeah. Right. So so they've teased the Good Brothers, they've teased Eric Young, EC three, Heath Slater has been teased a little bit. Basically everyone who was released, Zack Ryder. Like, they've all been teased. Okay. All right. But one of them is going to be in the championship match on Saturday night. Yes. Uh, what else on Saturday? Uh, well, I'm just going to run down the card here real quick. Obviously, we had the match that we were uh, talking about with Sammy. As Sammy teases, uh, teams with Ken Shamrock against Ethan Page and Josh Alexander the North. We have Jordan Grace defending the Knockouts Championship against Deanna Perrazzo. That sounds pretty good to me, by the way. That's a, that's a, the, by the way, the, the women's division is awesome on impact right now the the women's division legitimately is probably the best women's division in the world right now uh they're also determining a number one contender for the uh knockouts title it's a it's a gauntlet match it's alicia edwards jessica havoc kiara hogan kimberly kylie ray nevea madison rain rosemary Susie, tasha steels and taya valkyrie damn that's loaded that's loaded yeah <laughs> yeah that's loaded man that is cool um, the X Division titles on the line, Willie Max defending against Chris Bay. We have Moose versus Tommy Dreamer. And then the Rascals versus TBD. I'm not so sure about this match, if that's supposed to be the other two people who, who are coming in. So it could end up being the Rascals versus the Good Brothers, which would be kind of amazing. Um, but we'll see what happens there. All right. Very good. That's Saturday night on a pay-per-view. All right, uh, boys, anything else we needed to cover that we haven't uh, covered yet? Uh, I just want to mention... Oh, you got anything, Brandon? You go ahead. I was going to say, just kind of going off of the typical WWE AEW, uh, big thing happened in New Japan over the weekend. Oh, yeah, and that, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they, they finished... Oh, great timing for your thing to crap out. Perfect. Perfect. Well, while we're waiting, I was just going to say um, the Randy Orton thing... Uh, that they're it's it's so there, there's yeah. a couple things going on that they're sort of clearly pushing for TV separate from the pay-per-views. One is this Randy Orton Big Show, Ric Flair <laughs> thing. Yeah, and the yep. other one is uh, AJ Styles Matt Riddle. Yeah, 
So is it, first of all, do you think Matt Riddle's winning the Intercontinental title? I don't, but, man, wouldn't stun me. Yeah, it's a coin flip to me. I, I would lean no, but like 55-45 no. I, do, and, I, do I think that AJ Styles is getting a clean win over Matt Riddle? I don't think I, I think that either. And who is Randy Orton fighting at SummerSlam? After oh, he punts the big show. In yeah, the he's, in, he's in the championship match. There's been a lot of yeah. reporting about that. It has to be, right? So so a lot of the reporting now is that like they're more convinced that Brock Lesnar won't do SummerSlam because it's just going to be a, a you know performance center show. So mm-hmm. if that's the case, then there's there's just no other option. Like, Well, here's here's my only problem with it. If you're playing up this legend killer thing, how does that make sense? Well, I mean, you could just be doing the legend killer thing. Like, he can always be the... I don't think he has to go run through legends. Well, you're going thing, out of their way. Flair, to, yeah. But if he kills Ric Flair, the ultimate legend, he can say, I've killed all the legends. There's nobody yeah, else. The, the only thing that's left to is to win the title. I was a little worried that might be leading to Triple H. Man. Uh, I, I, I think he knows enough not to do it. Uh, you know, it's WWE. You can't ever count out that possibility. But you got to think Triple H knows not to mess with this Randy Orton thing like but that. But what does Flair lead to? I mean, that has to go somewhere. That can't just be like, okay, I'm beat up an old guy, and now no one's going to... Drew can come you, to his... Do you think like, Drew everyone comes lo- to his... Everyone loves Rick, so you can have him come out the next week. I killed everybody. But you Drew like that? You think that makes sense? I don't necessarily like it, but I like it a hell of a lot better than Triple H getting involved. Oh, okay. But I'm just talking about... So what we're doing here is saying, as long as it's not Triple H, it's okay. Let's take that out of the equation. No, I'm okay with this as a one month. Like, this was a, oh, God, we were planning on Edge. Edge is out. We need something to fill a month here really quickly. Let's do this. And we... I'm... Our ratings are terrible, and we think that Ric Flair can help us get ratings, which is apparently not the case. Right. Um, I, I really have no problem with Ric Flair disappearing and just you pretend like it never happened. Frankly, like I, yeah. I think that's fine. Honestly, um, and I would also say that you can in in the way you can position it is that I don't even know if you have to kill Ric Flair as much as to just say I am the legend now. Like I think that that can be a promo that Randy Orton that, that like they're. I don't have to be the legend killer anymore. I'm the legend. That's who I am. I think you can do or that. Or Drew McIntyre can say, I'm the legend killer killer. Yeah, something like that would be fine. Like, that would work. That was the... That would be like Seth Rollins. The Beast Slayer, Beast right? Slayer yeah, thing, I mean, that right? would work. Yeah. That I, would... I mean, the, but the idea of I've done everything, you know, I've done everything here. I'm putting aside the legend killer because I just killed everybody. Right. The only thing left is the title does yeah, make sense. I think it's fine. I think that's completely fine. Now, I do still think it's a question of are you best suited trying to pull off a double turn at SummerSlam? And and that's a different question that we can answer. And the question is, do they want it to the double turn, which well, I'm still very unsure about. And, and, I, and I think that you're right about that. I'm more troubled by reports that, like, they are hell-bent on once fans are in stands again. Like, I... There's this thought that they have him... And this could end up... By the way, there's a, there's a really roundabout way that this could get back to Brandon... So there's a report that um, they are hell-bent on trying to recreate a Drew McIntyre moment, which is dumb. That's dumb. No reason why you should be changing whatever your future plans are to try to recreate a moment. That's a stupid idea. It's insane, frankly, is what it is. 
that's a bad idea to begin with. It sucks that Drew McIntyre didn't get his WrestleMania moment, but it was a bad idea. Like, the whole thing was convoluted to begin with. You can't pretend. And, and by the way, once the fans realize you're trying to recreate a yeah, WrestleMania moment, you know what's not going to happen? Shit all you're over not going to get yeah. it. You're not yeah. going to get it, 100%. So that's a bad idea. There's talk about, um, there have been some rumors about the idea of Randy Orton carrying the belt. Even, and guess what's going to happen even, if he does? Even when Edge returns, there's been talk about that, which could get back yep. to Brandon, um, which is insane, but... <laughs> it's not the most insane thing no they've done. No more insane than Goldberg having it. No, I mean it's insane, but that's you're right. They've done insane things. I'm I'm still not. I, I still don't know what to make of that, and it's a bad idea to like. On top of everything else, to to count on Edge right now is a bad idea. Um, but but would it stun me? Of course could, not. Could you imagine if they put the belt on Randy Orton? He carries it to WrestleMania just to face Edge at WrestleMania. Mm. It's a bad idea. It's a really bad idea. <laughs> well, you know what that means. That means that Edge is winning the Royal Rumble, too. That's what I'm talking all, about. All of it. Oh, good God. All of it is a really bad idea. Um, look, I, I, I don't have your by answer. The, by the way, by the way, we do need to talk about something. Because there's a lot of stuff happening with, with all of this COVID stuff or whatever. Right, we got to do, do it fairly uh, quickly, though. We got to do it quickly. Okay. I just, because we brought up the Royal Rumble... There's no guarantee the Royal Rumble is going to be in front of people this year. Sure, no. sure. Although I in guess, fact, it's more likely that it isn't. Man, you know what's really it, funny? Somebody messaged me about this last night, and I wish I remember who it was. Top of my head, somebody sent me a message that said, "If they're putting people at a NASCAR race at Bristol, why wouldn't Vince McMahon try to run SummerSlam there?" And I had this like good question. I had this moment where it's <laughs> it's it's not a direct comparison, right? A NASCAR race, you sort of accept. You can spread people out, and wherever they're sitting, they're not assuming that they're like going to see everything. They just oh, you wouldn't see shit in a wrestling match. Like there. the the football game they did at Bristol was an abomination. Like it was about yeah. the sake of saying you were there. Nobody could see anything. Um, yeah. it's I still don't put it but past. Look, if, if by the way, if the Ravens are saying they're putting eleven thousand people not, in the seats or whatever that, team, no, that was misconstrued. That was misreported. That was misreported. They said if there's a chance that we could have fans at some point, even then we still. They're not saying that they're going to have fourteen thousand fans. That my God, right. reporting is so bad. The media is so and, and they're not going to. By the way, it's cer- not going to cer- happen. Certainly of not, not. Certainly not anytime soon. In the, the essentially what they're saying is even if we get pr- approval at some point. It would be no more than fourteen thousand. They're not saying they're putting people on stands for now. Right. Um, the but somebody yeah, you can you can ex- extrapolate this, which is if they were allowed to do it at Bristol, why wouldn't they be allowed to do it at say the stadium in Nashville? Like if like what what's the rule that says they couldn't do that? And the answer might just be the stadium in Nashville is going to make their own rules. They're not going to just you know rely on the laws of the area, and they're going to say we're not going to do it. But well, what about the Citrus Bowl? Well, I mean, I think everybody in their right mind is going to say it's insane to think you should be doing anything in Florida at the moment. That's like, fine, I, but I Florida is also the one that's opening up to people. I, I understand. No, they're, they're even if they're go, as insane as they are. They're right. starting to go backwards on that stuff, though. Like, well, somewhat. Um, yeah, I mean, they, they just announced they're going to have schools. I mean, this goes back to the, the Trump-DeSantis thing that we talked about a yeah, lot earlier yeah. in the year. Um, I... I don't know. It's it is a little surprising to me that Vince McMahon would just cave this quickly instead of trying to shop and find somewhere that would let him put some people in the stands. Now it still looks awkward as hell. as what I talked about. Like it it was it was there were twenty thousand people at this race in Bristol. 
but it looked weird. And it's not going to get you the thing that you're looking for on TV. Like, you're not getting that out of it. And so now, let's just say they do it in an arena in Nashville. It's not going to be 20,000 people. It's going to be 4,000 people. And you still have to spread them through the upper deck. It still looks really weird. Does it get you at least some crowd noise and a reaction? It does. It's interesting. And I, I, I didn't have a good answer. And I'm sorry to whoever messaged me because I, couldn't, I didn't have a good answer in front of me. Um, I, I definitely think Vince McMahon has wanted to be aggressive. He's wanted to be... Like, you know, they had booked dates at the arena in Lakeland to try to run things there, and then Florida went to shit, so they couldn't do it. Do you I think mean, it's been reported that he's determined to be the first major sport to have fans? Well, I mean, he's not. Like, if, 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 if yeah, he th- he's not. And if, and if he I, thinks I think he counts, then NASCAR there, counts too, and so he's already lost that race. And, and, while, well, may, and while maybe he personally is, I don't, I think him personally and. The board of directors within the company probably are differing on opinion. I will say this. I, if, if anyone from a PR standpoint saw what happened when a country singer did a show with like 700 yeah, to 1,000 yeah. people mm-hmm. at it and the kind of negative yes, the assassination band. that happened to that person, the band. you would not want any part of anything like that right now. Well, I agree. But like, we wouldn't be talking about something where there'd be people on top of people. Like, what happened at the NASCAR race last night is it really did look like, for the most part, everybody was totally spread out. This was not a people-on-top-of-people situation. Um, purple hat, cheetah print, dancing on the people. It wasn't one of those. <laughs> um, this was... that. That's the type of scenario that you'd be talking about to try to do SummerSlam in front of people, is to say, let's take a big-ass building and only sell so many tickets, but they have to be spread out, and, and that's what makes it look awkward. It just... It looks weird... You're not going to get like the crowd shots that you're looking for because you're going to get a group of three people standing together and then nothing around them. You're just not, it's going to look basically like what you've been doing at the performance center at full sale just with a few more people. Um, and could, by the way, you control the people there. You can't control right, right. random people. So there's could, other issues. Could they do that. it for the sake of doing it? Absolutely, they could do it for the sake of doing it. The word is they've accepted that they're not. They're, they've accepted at least for now that they're not. And that probably has more to do with bringing so many people in. Although I guess NASCAR is the same way. Like not, they're not. They're a traveling circus. <laughs> I, I don't yeah. know. It's a it's a weird bit, man. It's a weird bit. I don't have a good a good answer to the question. Yeah, and apparently they accepted like two weeks ago that SummerSlam was at the Performance Center. Yeah, so it's weird. I don't know. All right, uh, uh, really quick, let me get my thing in just oh, yeah, real the, quick. The, yeah. uh, if if you haven't been following New Japan, they came back. They started their New Japan Cup, which is their tournament to determine the number one contender. It ended up being uh, Okada versus Evil. Evil had a somewhat surprising win, especially considering Naito, his stablemate, is the title. Naito comes out, holds up the, the LIJ salute, and uh, Evil responds with a two-sweet and then drops Okada. So for the first time in, I mean, first time ever, someone's defecting from uh, Los Angeles de Japón. And uh, we look like, especially because Jay White and Kenta are stuck in out of Japan right now, uh, evil might be the face of Bullet Club for at least the foreseeable future. And everybody loves evil. Everybody's in on evil. Um, yeah, way over. I mean, everyone's in on Lij. Right. So right. he's he's right. Mr. Io Shirai, right? Yes. Okay. All right. <laughs> he's no. married to Io Shirai. Right? I hear you. I, 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 mean, I heard it. All right. Very good. Anybody want to plug something? No, there's nope. nothing to plug. Although. Real quickly, they just announced there's going to be a secret person on SmackDown on a, a moment of bliss, a cool. mystery guest. Cool. So we'll see. All right. 
Uh, GlennClarkRadio.com <laughs> for me. Uh, Twitters are at GlennClarkRadio, at Brandon Linton, at the AOster, and of course, our buddy, at AJ Francis 410 Follow him as well. Thanks again to Sammy Callahan for Aaron, for Brandon, and for the main event. Okay, Vent. there. My God, this is not new. AJ Francis, I'm Glenn Clark. This is Ben. You guys were like the. You know what you just were? You were the the wrestlers in the crowd on NXT when Keith Lee was trying <laughs> to get them to chant. I'm uh, Glenn Clark. This is Ben jobbing out. Jobbing out. <laughs>